Hey everyone, welcome back to ASM's Anchored Podcast as we continue to walk through the Bible reading plan that we have engaged our students on this year. So remember that this podcast is supposed to be a supplement to that that will allow us to read the Bible through this year. And so as we're jumping in today, we're jumping into the book of Leviticus, and we're going to be talking about loving Leviticus, not just enduring Leviticus as we look to how we can have some thoughts and some mindsets that are going to help us to read through this in a meaningful way as we desire to grow in our understanding of God's scriptures as we work through our daily devotions. So as we're picking up here in the book of Leviticus, one of the biggest things that I want us to address is the fact that this is a really challenging section of scripture for the average reader who comes across it. And it's really oftentimes hard to figure out how does this apply to me? Why should I read this? In fact, so much so that it's commonly said that this is where Bible reading plans go to die. And so we've made it through the great stories of the heroes of the faith that we think about in different aspects of Genesis and Exodus. We've walked through all the miracles and all these amazing things. We even got through the end of Exodus where it was really challenging thinking about the details that were there and all these different things that they were being asked to do. And we get to this point in Leviticus where we're saying, how does this relate to me? Why is this important? And so today, Pastor Jeff is joining us and he's going to talk about that challenge with us, as well as just a, a greater importance that we can have when we truly begin to understand what the book of Leviticus is trying to say for us. Well, Lee, I, I think this is perfect timing because as God would have it, I am actually reading Leviticus right now in my Bible reading plan. So I read chapter eight this morning. And so this is good for me to just review as I'm reading about blood and entrails and wringing of the necks of birds for sacrifices and trying to ask myself the same question that you're asking your listeners. And so for me, there, there's a couple of things. Number one, I always want to read the Bible not focusing first on what does this mean to me and where do I fit in this, but first focusing on the character of God. And I think when you do that and you see why God is requiring all these details, it's because he is holy and we as human beings are sinners. And so in order for us as sinners to even have a hope of being in the presence of God and having him favorably respond to us, there's requirements. There has to be requirements. We can't just come before holy God without meeting some sort of requirements. And I think if we have that as our starting point for understanding the book of Leviticus, it puts us in a proper mindset to be able to understand why are all of these details and descriptions provided. That's so good, Jeff. And and I really want to lean into what you've said, and you've challenged us to think about the character of God as we're reading through the book of Leviticus. And so what might it be that we can see here in Leviticus that we may not have had focused in on us as much as we read through Genesis and Exodus already? What is it about Leviticus that helps us see that important characteristics of God? So when you read the Bible, there's things you should be looking for. You should be looking for anything that tells you about God specifically. You should be looking for some maybe historical context about what was going on at the time that just helps us understand better the Bible in its own terms rather than projecting our own life and context on the Bible. But another thing I want to look for is repeated words. 
And so as I've been going through the first eight chapters of Leviticus, there's a couple repeated words that I see over and over. One of them is holy, and it has different uh, contexts. There's the holy place, there's holy garments, uh, there's just the simple context of being holy, and then there's the word sin. And really, those two words are in stark contrast with each other. So holiness means to be set apart. Holiness means to be without sin, without error. It is really a spiritual perfect state. And then the word sin is the exact opposite of that. There's no holiness included in that. And so what you see in the first eight chapters is what you'll see in the rest of the book of Leviticus, and that is the contrast between sin, which is an absence of holiness, and then holiness, which is an absence of sin. And God is always referred to as holy, and humans are always starting with a position of sin. But what's beautiful is that we can actually experience a measure of holiness. So the priests can have holy garments. The priests can access the holy place in their tabernacle. We, when we get done with our sacrifices and the atonement, the payment that is accomplished through those sacrifices can actually be forgiven and can be described as in that moment and in that context, holy. So we're not perfectly holy, but we are on the path and context of being covered in the forgiveness of what that sacrifice accomplished. And then God looks at us as being a sort of holy. So I think that for me is really what I'm looking for in the book of Leviticus is those repeated words and the contrast between holiness of God and the sinfulness of man. Jeff, I love how you're setting this up and and allowing us to really grasp with those two concepts of God's holiness and our sinfulness. Because I think especially when we look at something like Leviticus, we think, hey, man, this is for priests. It kind of says like for the priest, for the priest, for the priest. We're seeing this repetition. It's about the priest and what he's doing. I'm not a priest. I'm not doing these things. But we have to also understand that even though we haven't got there yet in the story, we get an insight in First Peter that we are to be a kingdom of priests, that we're to be acting and interceding on behalf of others, bringing them into opportunities where they can experience the presence of God through his word, through worship, through these other aspects in a priestly function. And so it's so important that we understand what's happening and how we're a part of that rather than just saying, okay, it's for these professionals or these other people, because that's completely foreign to the concept of the New Testament. And like I said, I know we're not there yet, but we really still hopefully can begin to grasp that here as an informed believer reading through Leviticus. And so I want to transition us now to a newer thought in this. And it's one that I think is why I've really asked Pastor Jeff to be a part of this, is I want us to not just endure reading through this book, but to truly love reading through this. And Jeff, I want you to just hone us into what is really happening here as God is writing these things. Is it really just about these random animals and these processes and the other things? Or what is it that God is communicating to us about the heart of the gospel, about who he is, and about who we are as his people? So easy in Leviticus to get lost in the details. There's repetition, and it seems like some chapters have the same phrase over and over again. It seems like there's different ways to sacrifice animals. There's different animals that need to be sacrificed. And then you get into chapters like 13 that spend an entire chapter about skin and the color of the skin and the color of the hair and skin diseases. And it's so easy 
to get lost in the repetition and the details. But here's how I would like to frame responding to your question, and that is two topics. There's form and there's function. So form is what we see on the outside. It's the style. It's the details. Function is the why. What is What are those details supposed to accomplish? And I would say Leviticus is one of my favorite books. And so I hope this podcast will help plant those types of seeds with your listeners so that Leviticus can move from duty and drudgery to actual love uh, for what it actually entails. And so the form is all the details, the animals, the repetition, the requirements, the, the uniform of the priests. Uh, but the function is why. What is all of this intended to accomplish? Why should I as an individual actually consider following these details? And let's start by saying the why is God. The why is the value that we place on God. So if you genuinely love God, if you say that you're one of his followers, uh, then Leviticus is an opportunity for you to understand that the details of God's instruction are really an opportunity for you to demonstrate to God and to others the value that you place on him. Usually the details of the instruction that God gives us stretch us. They're not things that we would naturally want to do. They're not necessarily things that are going to appeal to our emotions and our our own fleshly desires. And so they stretch us outside of those natural desires and inclinations uh, to actually see if we put a greater value on God than we do ourselves. So that's the, that's the function uh, between God and us. But then to others, it's really an opportunity for us to demonstrate the mind of Christ, as you see in Philippians 2. In fact, Jesus was characterized as thinking of others more highly than himself, caring about others more highly than himself. And so when you look at the details of Leviticus, God is commanding his people to view others in a way that allows them to think of others more highly than themselves. And so if these are the details that God has given us, uh, the function of it is an opportunity for us to see where we really put our value. Is it on God first? And is it on others first? And if we do those two things, we're actually putting ourselves in a position to follow after Christ, who is always our ultimate example. And in this answer, we actually have an opportunity to see how every passage of Scripture, every book of the Bible, the hard ones to understand, the easy ones to understand, are intended to point us to Christ. And we see that even beautifully here in the book of Leviticus. Thanks so much, Jeff, because I love how you've gotten us to focus on truly what I would say is the heart of why Leviticus is here. And as we're reading through this, we've talked about the challenge of trying to read through the Bible for the first time, trying to go along as we read and learn as they're learning and as things are being revealed to them. But it's so hard to, to cast away all of the different things that we know from the future. But I do think that even for some of us who are reading right now, it's good for us to remember what we already know about those items that are in the future, the items that we know have been revealed in the New Testament. And so as somebody who's reading through this, who's wanting to say, hey, I'm still trying to grow this love that you're trying to tell me is present. I'm still really trying to grasp and understand where do I see that in the New Testament? Why is it important to the people and the writers of the New Testament? Help me to see how I can draw those parallels. How would you direct that person uh, to a passage or passages that are going to help them to be able to begin to unpack that and see how it's progressively revealed and the importance is really honed in on as we move forward with that? 
I think that's the right question to ask because the Old and the New Testament go together and the New Testament informs us to better understand the full developed concepts that are found in the Old Testament. So I would start with 1 Corinthians 5-7. So all of us are likely familiar with the Apostle Paul. Many of us have probably read passages or even books that he wrote. And I would draw your attention to 1 Corinthians 5-7, where Paul says that one of the most important sacrifices in the Jewish system, which you'll see in the book of Leviticus, is the Passover lamb being sacrificed. And when you see that in Leviticus, Paul then takes that concept and lets us know that the fulfillment or the completion of that is found in Christ. And I think that's beautiful, just one verse, 1 Corinthians 5, 7. But then the author of Hebrews elaborates on this. And so then you can jump to chapters 9 and 10 of the book of Hebrews and Go back to these principles of Leviticus, of sacrifices and priests and the holy place, which are all found in Leviticus. And you can see the author of Hebrews saying that because Christ died on the cross and paid the penalty of the sins of those who would believe, we now have access to the holy place, which is the presence of God. We now no longer have to shed literal blood of animals because of what Christ accomplished. And when you have that foundation of Leviticus applied to Hebrews 9 and 10, you can get to a passage like Hebrews 10, 24 and 25 and see church and the activities of participating in church, not as duties or requirements in scripture, but actually privileges where the author of Hebrews says, consider all of these blood sacrifices of the Old Testament, consider all of these requirements in detail of Leviticus. And because of Christ, of course, we would want to pray to God. Of course, we would want to read his word. Of course, we would want to spend time in the community of the local church because of what that represents on the foundation of all of this in the Old Testament in Leviticus. So even in this, your question has been brilliant, and I hope it helps your readers understand that the foundation of all of these things we celebrate in the New Testament and for us in this church age are found in amazing books like the book of Leviticus. So there's definitely a lot for us to unpack here as we try to comprehend what is going on in the scripture and we try to understand how God is progressively revealing a story to us as we're reading through it in his word, as we're beginning to connect the dots to other items that we know about the scriptures and know about what God has called us to do. It's our prayer that as you're reading now through the book of Leviticus, that God would be opening your eyes to truths like Jeff has shared with us today and to opportunities for us to greater worship him through our reading of God's word as we see the totality of what he's trying to do in setting up the stage for Jesus Christ to be coming and displaying for us the need for the Savior as opposed to the sacrificial systems and why they're not actually able to give what they totally were focused on because of the sinfulness of man. And the holiness of God still demands that to be atoned for. And so we'll develop that as we continue to read through the scriptures. But we hope today that as you read through that, you can keep these two things in your mind. One, why we're reading through these difficult passages. And two, how we can begin to love God's word in a greater sense, even in these challenging passages. As you do that today, as you read through this week, know you are loved.